Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm here again with Michael Feely. He's an author and he's a he's a producer of this content that I'm really getting into at the moment. And he talks about a lot of the esoteric teachings in a way that I've never thought of them before. It's, it's very different to what you'll hear from the likes of Zachary Sitchin and, and most of the researchers that look into the Anunnaki and, and the ancient gods and also definitely the religions as well. Myself and Michael, we worked on an episode of The Walk, which is Gareth Hike's series, and that's where we met. And we did a podcast, I think, probably about six, seven weeks ago now, and we barely scratched the surface with that. We're going to be working on a series together on this sort of content. So let's dive, dive in at the deep end. Let's talk about the Vatican and how they're a satanic cult and not really a Christian church. Why not start there? Why not? <laughs> yeah, but of course, as I was saying before the show, that, that people are going to be really in for, for, for a, uh, quite a shock because the, the, the level of, of deceit and the level of, of, of mistranslation, the level of mis false teachings is really deep. And all of these beloved characters that people have worshipped, who have been told to worship their family, have worshipped to go to, to church and see these effigies of these, these characters who they told once lived, have a completely different meaning to what is being taught. And so the Vatican, you know, all roads lead to Rome really and the the vatican the, the church of rome the the council of nicaea uh, constantine emperor constantine they all had quite an influence in what people are believing or or believing they are that they believe in, in this current moment so the vatican what is the vatican vatican which is really the divine serpent now when you look at the likes of quetzalcoatl or Kulkakan, can is serpent and Kulkakan is really the uh, dormant serpent at the base of the spine. So you're looking at Kundalini. So it's really the divine serpent. Now that is really twofold. You know, Christ was a carpenter because in Aramaic, carpenter comes from the word nanja, which means divine serpent. So we have a divine serpent and the opposition have a, a divine serpent. And what we find is that the Vatican and, and, and other religions have mimicked and substituted a true origin of knowledge. So we have Christianity, which is really a solar cult, which is really sun worship. But not only sun worship, the, the sun is Christ divine. Now, when Christ steps out of that divinity to become man, we then move to another planet, which is Jupiter or as it was originally, G, uh, Jesus, Jesus, which became Jesus, because in Greek mythology we have Zeus, who is the chief god. Mm -hmm. So Jupiter is really Jesus. Now, when you see the likes of David Bowie and, and other pop stars and, and celebrities, you will see sometimes that they have like a lightning strike tattoo or picture on their face. Yeah. Now, that is the symbol of Jupiter. It's also the symbol of instant enlightenment the lightning strike instant enlightenment jupiter zeus the weapon of zeus so when jesus steps out of divinity to become the man 
it becomes from the sun to Jupiter. So we have really a Sol-Jupiter connection of knowledge and expansion. Whereas on the other side, we have Saturn, the Saturnalian cults, which is Satan. And you also have its counterpart, which is Venus, which is Lucifer. Now, the ironic thing is, it is the false light. It is the false teachings. Now, we have Venus, Lucifer, which is the higher octave of Saturn and Satan. But they are part and parcel of each other. Now, Venus is also known as the Queen of Heaven. Now, the Queen of Heaven, you know, you can liken it to Samaritan. We can liken it to Isis. We can also uh, attach that to Mother Mary. Mother Mary is Lucifer, the feminine aspect of Venus, Lucifer. So all of this, and why, why is Mother Mary normally portrayed with pale blue and white? Because those are the colours of associated with Venus. So we have Saturn and Venus against the sun and Jupiter. So basically you have the dark and light in planetary terms. Now just to go a little bit into that, when, when you look at like Judaism and you look at the Wailing Wall, where you have Lucifer and, and things, you have Hellel, which is really the shining one, the lighted one, Hellel. But when you go deeper into that word, you get Yellel, which means to wail, to scream. That then takes you to the Wailing Wall of Jerusalem, which is really not sacred. It's a Roman fort. Yeah. And it's a Roman fort as a shrine to Venus, to Lucifer. So when people are out there at the Wailing Wall and you have the Luciferian mantra, which is cry for him because he has fallen for you, you are crying, you are wailing, you are copulating or mimicking copulation with Lucifer, with Mother Mary at the Wailing Wall. You are crying because Lucifer has fallen for you. So you have the, the, the Sun, Jupiter, and you have the Saturn and the Venus. Now, interestingly, this year, Jupiter and Saturn are moving into Aquarius, which is the Son of Man. When the Son of Man appears... Yeah, you're now talking about the end times, which is really the end of an age. We're coming into the Aquarian age, the, the the water bearer. So Jupiter and Saturn, for the rest of this year, will be together in Aquarius. Now, that to me is the battle of the end days, the battle of the Armageddon that they've spoken about in the Bible. It's planetary. So you have the Christ and Satan, really, in, in, in Aquarius, the water bearer. And when you look at the likes of... of the the throne in the Vatican and also the the triple crown of the Pope, it has the words in Latin vicarious filii Dei. When you look at what that means, it means instead of Son of God. So what they're doing is they've replaced the true light, they've replaced this solar cult, and they've replaced it with their cult. So when people are believing that they are worshiping for argument's sake the birth of Christ on the twenty fifth of, of December. They are not. They are worshipping Sol Invictus, which is a Roman cult. But what they, what they wanted to do, what, what Constantine wanted to do, was make people believe that they are worshipping a certain thing, but what they're doing is actually worshipping Roman gods and, and Roman cults. So we have this mimic, we have this, this, this substitution, and when somebody goes into a church, you're going into the whore of Babylon. When people are involved in the likes of communion, it is really that, that what they're doing by drinking, eating the bread, drinking the wine, which represents the, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. 
what they're really doing is known as, in, in secret esoteric terms, the effluvium of, of Babylon, effluvium of Babylon, which basically is semen and menstrual blood drinking, mm-hmm. because that is the is, is the juice, is the drink, the drink of life, and that your holy communion comes from this. It comes from drinking semen, drinking menstrual blood, because menstrual blood is contained within the chalice, within the uterus, within the holy grail, and that is the blood of Christ. So this, what what we believe we're doing is, is has no bearing on what we what we are really doing. So we have the Vatican, the, the divine serpent. When when you look into St Peter Square, St Peter represents Satan, Peter Petros, the rock, the ruler of rocks, is Saturn, is Satan. So you have Saint Peter upside down, which is the opposite of Christ. So you have the pentagram, the upside down pentagram. We have all of these these different things which is mimicking and replacing the, the true light and, and, and replacing it with, with false light. So St. Peter, the keys to heaven, when you look at the, the, the Vatican, where the obelisk is, it is the shape of a key. It is the, it is the key of wisdom, you know, the, the, the key of heaven, which, was, which is now being guarded by St. Peter, which is, which is the foundation on which the church was built. The Apostle Peter really gives the authority to the Pope to rule and we, we, we really do have a situation where the, the likes of the Vatican which has been infiltrated by you know the likes of the Jesuits which which then goes back to Judaism and, and different things where where the Roman church has actually fooled Jewish believers uh, by getting Jewish mystics to actually write the likes of the Torah and they believe that it was written by their own people, by their own mystics, which it was, but it had Roman influence. So nobody really in any of the major religions is worshipping what they believe they are worshipping. Right. When you have the God of the Bible, which is not, the God of the Bible is Satan. Yahweh, Jehovah, is the serpent. And, and the, even the Bible calls Yahweh the Leviathan. Leviathan is a serpent, is, is, is a sea monster. And when you look at the likes of the Levites, Levi means serpent. Mm-hmm. When you know, when we go back to all of these different stories, we're looking at astrological. When we look at Adam and Eve, we are looking at the Taurian age, Eden, Taurus, Taurus, the 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 age of Taurus. When we go to Moses, we are looking at the age of Aries. When we look at all the blood on the door, you know what is what is this all all about? Well, Aries is the firstborn of the zodiac, and when the sun moves into Aries, it goes through the cusp, it goes through the doorway, and you also have connections to Mars, which is all about bloodshed and, and war. So when you have the, the lamb's blood on the door, it is really talking about the sun into the age of Aries, which has Mars, martial influence. When you start looking at Christ, you are looking at the age of Pisces, the, which is really the key word of the age of Pisces is I believe, which is why the majority of, of belief systems are round about the age of Pisces in, in the age of Christ, in the age of Pisces, which is really the, the 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 two fish and when you see the christ washing people's feet in the bible it is really denoting the the fish because in zodiacal man pisces represents the feet so when christ washes the feet it's telling you it is the piscean age they're the next age when the son of man appears in the sky which is aquarius we will see a lot of disruption we will see financial institutions collapse we will see riot in, in the street we will see civil unrest we will see establishments collapsing 
this is not the, it, it's depicted in the Bible as the end days. Now people believe that the end days is the Armageddon is 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 the last battle where people just get wiped out. It is not. It is the end of an age because the 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 biblical prophets, the prophets of all religions, are really astronomers and astrologers. They understand about the great age. They understand about the sidereal years, and they read the celestial narrative. So the birth, the true birth date of Christ, as in the divine Christ, is the 11th of September. Now, this is marked out in the Giza Plateau, which is the original Bible. And when you look at certain star alignments, you'll see that the woman appeared clothed in the sun with the moon at her feet. That woman is Virgo. The moon at her feet is obviously the moon and clothed in the sun. The sun is round about the abdomen on the 11th of September, which is obviously the birth, the virgin birth. And this happens on the 11th of September. Now, ironically, on the, at the same time, Jupiter is also birthed in the womb of the virgin, of Virgo. And then to move into Christ and to Jupiter, once every 83 years, Jupiter goes into retrograde in the womb of Virgo, the virgin, once every 83 years. Mary Magdalene proclaimed the teachings of Christ 83 times. In Hebrew, the number 83 represents bread. So we have Virgo, which is virgin, but it also has relation to bread, the wheat. And we also have Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. So we have all of these these bread, virgin, Virgo representations. So once every 83 years, it goes into retrograde. Now, since the time of Christ to the present day, there has been 24 retrogrades of Jupiter. Eight plus eight plus eight is 24. 888 is the Greek numerics for Jesus Christ. So it is astronomical and it is marked by the Giza Plateau. Now, when, when the Bible says that the Messiah will come from amongst the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Judah is represented by the Sphinx of Egypt, Leo, because Judah means young lion. And the Sphinx, you can see all, all the markings and all the grooves on the Sphinx, on the body, which is really solar markers. So people are going to be in for a pretty deep shock when, when they actually realise the, the depths of, of the deception. And, you know, when we look at the word divine, divinity comes from divide. So people are being divided by these divine deities that, that are they are being told to worship without any question. So it, it, it is really a harsh, a harsh reality that for thousands and thousands of years, what people have believed, what people have been told to believe, bears no resemblance to what's really going on beyond the scenes. It's incredible. So you, the age of Aquarius that we're at now, is the, they say it's the end times, they see it as the end times. So obviously they've seen this coming for a long time, they're prepared for it, and then they're coming out with this great reset. We're all stuck indoors, we're all stuck in our house, is waiting for this next... It seems to me from what you're saying then is that they saw this coming, they knew all of uh, very much of what you're talking about, and they're trying to control what comes next. They're trying to manufacture their own reality or their own version of what comes next as opposed to what naturally comes next. Would that be fair to say? It is. I mean, the, the, there's no way of stopping these things. That you know, the the, the universe working cycles. The universe is, is programmed. The the universe is a numerical program, and there's no way of stopping it. 
but what they're what they're doing in in, in a short term uh, sort of view is they're trying to recreate the golden age of Saturn through the squandering of Earth's resources, and they are they they know that they can't do anything about the stars, the constellations, the movement. You know that the whole firmament of the Bible, the, the the bubble above Earth, the dome, is really so that we can see the zodiac, the wheel of God, the wheel of God. And they know that they can't stop it because the, the, the force of nature is just unstoppable. It's programmed. It will happen. But what they can do and what they can try and do is they can try and steer it and steer people away from it as much as possible. Uh, and that they will, uh, what they always tend to do, as I was saying, is, is mimic, mimic and replace and substitute. So, you know, if they know that for argument's sake, the sun, the photons of the sun, contains information that connects to human genetics a fact they know that happens so what do you do well then you keep people indoors so they cannot benefit from this and these are the kinds of side moves that they are making so those those who we call prophets are really the readers of the celestial narrative which is the stars and there are so many different star suggestions in in, in just normal language you know when you have a prime minister it's a mini star. You know, when you have a disaster, that is a bad star. The, the word influenza is influenced by the stars. If I say consider, that means knowledge of the stars. If I say you are a master, that means you are a measurer of the stars. You know, it, So when we look at Hollywood and, and celebrities, they are A-listers. An A-list star is a common star. When we have a child, they are a youngster, a young star. Okay. So we have, we, we have so many astronomical uh, references in, in, in our language that we tend not to associate with anything because we just speak these words. So they understand the celestial narrative, they understand the movement, movement of the stars, they understand that at some point there will be a great age, and when a great age comes, because of the, sometimes the stubbornness of the handover, you know, Aquarius is, is a stubborn fixed sign, so it's very stubborn, and you have sometimes this, this tug-of-war match between the handover of the great ages and that the consequence of, of, of these tug of wars is the kind of, of destruction and the kind of civil unrest that we're seeing in the world at the moment that has been likened to the end days of you know armageddon is nothing compared to what, what the bible is telling you it's not but it's been associated with the great the great battle between the dark and light satan all, all of these things and people believe that it's going to be the end of the earth etc it's not it's the end of an age and we move on to a new age which is aquarius some people say it's here some people say it's on its way uh my personal belief is that it will be this year because all all, all the stars are aligning and forming and, and, and doing strange things and as i say satan and jupiter which are the one is contraction one is expansion the word jupiter is judge is justice uh, but Satan is the God of law without mercy. Now, when you look at Jesus, who is the king of the Jews, when you look at Jupiter, it is King Jupiter. The word Jew, J-U, in Jupiter gives you Jew, J-E-W. So the king of the Jews is King Jupiter. And we have all of these strange movements of, of, of the stars and the planets now that, that suggest to me that that is the final battle that's been spoken about as we go into the new age of Aquarius, when the Son of Man appears in the sky. So, well, by you saying the Son of Man appears in the sky, people are going to go, am I going to see Jesus in the sky? What do you mean by that when you say that? 
the 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 son of man is, is Aquarius. Now the, the only the only zodiac sign that is a man is Aquarius. We are going into the age of Aquarius. Now there are certain key words that typify certain ages. So you had Aries, which is I am. Now when Moses spoke to to God, he said I am that I am. So I am is Aries. When you look at Pisces, it's I believe. When you look at Aquarius, it is I know. So we're going from belief to no, I want the truth. I want this knowledge. So there's going to be a, a greater attempt to stop people getting this knowledge because they know we're moving into an age of knowledge where belief systems are not necessarily going to be sufficient for us anymore. And that is really the breakdown of when you look at the likes of the Jehovah's Witness religion, for argument's sake, they have various signs before the end days. There's two signs left, which is which is world governments will turn against religion and they will announce peace and security. That is when they say that is the Battle of Armageddon once those those two last signs are uttered. Going against religion, we can see happening. The breakdown of religion, we can see happening because as we go away from the I believe into the I know, belief systems have no relevance because, you know, what I believe is not necessarily true. What I know is true. So we can see really, we can see the, the, the breakdown of, of faith and knowledge. We, we want knowledge in replace of faith. And, and, and that is what we're seeing with the change of the age. So how are people on an everyday level going to be affected by this in a sense of their understanding? Are they going to sort of understand things? Because well, everybody seems to be, they don't, don't do this sort of work. They don't look into these sort of things. And there's very... Not for there's probably millions of us that do, but compared to the 7.6 billion on the earth, there's probably very little percentage. Is this going to be something for easier for people to accept on a, on a an emotional level? Are they going to fight it, resist it like they are now? Is it because we're seeing people just want to cognitively bury their head in the sand, cognitive dissonance, mm. don't want to know about the fact that the, even to the level like the PCR test doesn't even test for this thing, and it's it's not actually reliable, and it's quite clear that the experimental vaccines should not be anywhere near human beings at the moment but they just go head in the sand people don't seem to want to take any responsibility at the moment on the vast scale they want to be led around how are they gonna how are they gonna get past that in the next in the coming um switch over to or the transition to aquarius some people are going to find it very very difficult because yes they they do they do keep their head in the sand now when you when you know these things the key word that he said just was responsibility because when when you realize this you have a responsibility to act you have a responsibility to do things differently now i i i think that people have been so reliant upon the system people have been so reliant upon the the safety net of the system that if that system and safety net was to be removed it's like removing a zimmer frame from someone who, who struggles to walk because they they are reliant upon that control in order to keep them upright. Now, when you start removing their matrix, when you start removing their system, they will fight it because their security is also being removed. So when, when people have relied so much on being told what to do, it is extremely difficult for them to then start, start having to think for themselves and do things for themselves. And that really is the resistance that you will see because, like, you know, again, you use the film The Matrix, which is which is a perfect analogy. People want to be plugged into it because that is their electricity, that is their food, that is their 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 lifeline. And if you remove that, 
they then have to find another one and they have to stand on their own two feet. So some people will find it very difficult. And as I said before, the the the, the, the universe, the way the universe is programmed, the way the, the universe is put together as a structure is cycles, is timed, is programmed, and there's nothing that is going to stop the force of nature from doing what it is programmed to do. No, no one, no government, no power is going to do that. But you cannot help but be influenced or affected by it because we are stardust. Each and every one of us is made of stardust. The oxygen and the carbon that is created by an exploding star in the in the Orion Nebula gives us the physical body on Earth. When you look when you look at the uh, the body, each aspect of the body correlates to a constellation or a planet. It's called zodiacal man, and or medical astrology. So as I said before, Aries is the head, Taurus is like the throat you have the feet which is pisces so on and so on the heart is leo so that's why we get the likes of historical figures richard the lion heart because again he's talking about zodiac and astronomy so every part of the body is connected to a star now when these these great bodies move and they come in alignment or that or they move away from each other or they act in in certain ways that affects the body and it certainly affects the aspect of the body that relates to those planets that are moving. So you cannot help but sense that something is happening. You cannot sometimes you cannot help but sense that you're being laden and weighed down by emotions or, or something. You know, when I was in, 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 in the police force and any officer will tell you that when there was a full moon, there was an increase in violence, there was an increase in murder. That is scientific fact. And that is because when people are at a emotional line so so far to the edge that they can go either way when you have the 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 emotions and the energies of the moon the lunar energies it tips them over the edge and that is why you have an increase in violence an increase in murders and so on and so on with a full moon mm -hmm. because it is the lunar energy that is bringing these emotions to the forefront because people are sometimes at a very very fine line on on, on the water's edge and they can be tipped up or down and the, and the planets have the power because they're so, such great bodies they have that they have the power to influence in that way so it can make people emotional it can make people suicidal it can make people fantastic you, you find that whatever whatever place you are at that time it is amplified so if you are in a good place that will be amplified if you are in a bad place that will be amplified so it is in the interest of the establishment to keep people in a bad place mm -hmm. because that will be amplified. That makes total sense. Obviously, the word lunatic and lunacy comes from, from yes. lunar. As something you mentioned there, and I've been looking into this as well, you mentioned it before, directed panspermia. You don't, I think you used the word, but I'm not 100% you did. Um, it was Francis Crick. He came up. He's one of the guys that, that came up with the D, with DNA. Um, you were talking about um, coming from the our bodies coming from the celestial stars and I looked into um, directed panspermia or panspermia originally but directed panspermia was Francis um, Crick's version of it. it was sent from another race it was coded elsewhere is the way you yeah. put it it was coded elsewhere is that the same sort of thing that you're talking about directed panspermia is it the same sort of uh, um, idea concept yes it is when, when you look at the again panspermia just means 
the, the seed of all, the seed of everything. Yeah. So when you start looking at the word of Pan, you obviously get the gout god Pan, which is Capricornus, which is Saturn rules Capricorn, which is the winter where, where a lot of people pass away. So Pan, really, when you got pandemic, pandemonium, all of these words come from Pan, the gout god. So, yes, when when you look at science from the Eastern Bloc now, for argument's sake, and, and they are starting to put forward the fact that human DNA has been coded elsewhere. And when you look at, just look at our DNA, you know, I have my DNA, you have yours, the viewers and the listeners have their DNA. But each and every one of us, our DNA is programmed. How does it know that it needs to be a finger or a thumb or an arm or a leg or a head? Because it's programmed. Now that program is programmed elsewhere. And it's it's some sometimes it comes here by by solar winds, sometimes it comes here by galactic winds, sometimes it would be directed to the cosmos, to to whatever, to to various star systems, and that really is the theory of of panspermia that it is programmed elsewhere and it ended up here. So if you look at the fact that when a star explodes in the Orion Nebula, it creates the body or or the or the composite parts of the body. Of human life you have dna that is programmed elsewhere that ended up in this body you look at the ancient philosophy that the gate the gate of heaven the silver gate is above the the hand of orion so orion comes into the forefront again when you look at the fact that jerusalem uh, and the vatican all are aligned to orion and the silver gate uh the, the silver gate is what is believed to be the doorway and the exit for souls so when you have the physical body that's created in Orion, when you have the belief that the soul passes through Orion, when you have DNA that has come from elsewhere, programmed elsewhere, and come here, when you look at the fact that human languages now, it's been suggested that the languages that we speak are genetic. So they are basically a, a audio expression of genetics, and that is that is languages, and that is why we have different languages of Earth because they are different uh, gene pools, that are different compositions of, of genes, and that is why you have people who look Chinese and Japanese and Nordic, and, and because there are different gene pools, they have come from elsewhere. So, when you put all of this this together, human beings are not from Earth. We are from elsewhere, but we ended up in this particular star system, and that really is is the likes of panspermia and, and different failures of that kind. This is going to sound like a really weird thing to say, but it just popped in my head. The word body form popped into my head. I've just Googled it, and their logo is the word body form under a star. I guarantee, Google it, it's a, it says body form as a star mm. on top of it. There's stars all over yeah. the top of it. That is, they know these things. It's encoded everywhere. That was a weird thing, and I've got goosebumps. I was like, just yeah. have a look at that. Something said in my head, have a look at body form. And I'm going, why are you talking to me about sanitary towels? <laughs> halfway, through a, <laughs> halfway through an interview, I've Googled it, and there's a star above body form. Yeah, It's everywhere, isn't it? It really is it, everywhere. It, everywhere you look, I guarantee that there is some kind of suggestion. And when you look at the Egyptian word for star, which is S-bar, S-B-A, it means gateway, it means doorway. And what they, they were doing was creating portals, creating doorways, through various techniques uh piezoelectric for argument's sake is basically transforming mechanical uh magnetic energy into electric 
light energy and by that they were able to transmute their their physical bodies into a more light body in which they were able to go through these portals and these gateways and walk the stars come back as the shining ones so we we have the stars are pinnacle they are gateways they are very very pinnacle in relation to the ancient world the ancient philosophy and yes that the, there's these suggestions everywhere you look every day there will be a suge- many many suggestions that you will see during the day that's incredible i mean so where, where was uh, so many questions i've asked you this is my my main interest is this sort of t- this type of information because to me this is where the answers are they're not in arguing on twitter about politics it's about this sort of stuff something uh, there's a few questions i want to ask you first one where would that little that little feeling in me just have come gone <clears throat> that little voice may have gone have a google body form and i'm laughing in my head going please don't google body form but it's gone where would the where did that come from that was weird like that happens to most i'm sure it happens to everyone all the time most yeah. but everyone ignores it i've started knocking not, not ignoring it where did that come from in your opinion well it happens to me daily it really does uh where's it coming from well there's there's many trains of thought sometimes it is an aspect of yourself that is pointing you in the direction now when pe- people you know they say i've had a gut feeling or, or an intuition but inside the gut there's a second brain so your gut feeling is really a brain communicating with the brain in the head when you get these little li- these little things they are planted and there's there's different trains of thought as to who's planted them sometimes it could be a different aspect of you sometimes it could be something that is around you bear in mind that ev- every single one of us is surrounded by universal knowledge the quantum field is full of universal knowledge each and every one of our atoms and subatomic particles contains every aspect of a like atom and subatomic particle throughout the universe a proton contains every single piece of knowledge of every single proton in this known universe mm. This is what this is the compos, uh, composition of our body. So it makes sense that we have access to this universal knowledge. We've we've just shut ourselves off. So we we are forever we are forever surrounded in the greatest library you could ever imagine. And sometimes when the mind is still, these little gems pop in. And that is really you know when the in is full. When the mind is full, these things cannot pop in. But when the when the in is empty, and you have a quiet mind these things these seeds will pop in and that leads, it, me, that leads me to my my next question Never you mentioned before we our bodies were formed in the stars our bodies were film, filmed in the heavens and they came here panspermia directed panspermia we came here but our soul is a different entity and a different story altogether i i believe mm. yeah the, the the soul as as far as you can ascertain is really one of one of uh, i guess one of the original blueprints really and it is the soul it is it is that energy that gives this body the animation now when this body becomes unanimated when, when you pass away that soul leaves and it seems to me that the the, the soul while it while it lives inside the body uh goes in in in, in the brain's microtubules which is really the tubes of the brain now when people see the light at the end of the tunnel that for me is is the soul the the energy the the essence that is going through the tubes of the brain into hyperspace and that really is the light at the end of the tunnel so the soul tends for, for me would be part of the original blueprint whereas whereas the physical body 
would have come later. That sounds fascinating. So the people that are doing all of these horrific things around the world, I mean, there's people that believe they're not the same race as us, although they would be the same soul of us, I'd assume, different vibrational levels. What do they think that's going to happen to them when they leave this body? How do they think that they're going to try and... Is that why they're trying to stay here as long as possible? I mean, why are they doing these things knowing that this isn't a permanent anything? You can't take any of this with you. None of it really matters in that sense. Um, what's the matter with you? Obviously, that's coded in the word matter. Why are they doing these things here? Do they not realise that really none of this is, in the end of their life, going to make any difference? And why would they want to do this to other people? It depends upon which level you wish to look at that scenario. Now, okay. when, when you look at just literally just from a, a human third dimensional Earth perspective, it makes little sense. When you start looking at the wider picture, you know, how... how what, how could we ever learn to run if there's nothing to chase us? Okay. Yeah. You know, how, how can we ever know what heat is if we've never experienced cold? You see, the, the duality for me was created as a means of understanding, understanding opposites. And that is really how we, how we get a bearing on things and how we realize to become centralized and balanced and a neutral instead of a, a, an extreme polarity. Now, when you start seeing these things playing out on a human perspective they are playing for real they are playing for give me everything you know i want this i want lust i want all the riches i want all the oil i want all the gold it is a very narrow-minded short-term perspective that is from a human third dimensional limited understanding they also do believe however that they are the walking gods because a lot of this knowledge that we're talking about has been retained by them and kept from everyone else. It is not is never meant for the unsophisticated or the vulgar. You know, it was always meant for the chosen, the initiates, those who were worthy of this knowledge. And of course, a lot of people were persecuted and murdered for having this knowledge. So it was also encoded in cipher so that they could communicate this this knowledge in secrecy so that they weren't killed for, for doing it. So there's there's many reasons, but from a human perspective, they are playing for real. They are playing for the resources. They are greedy control freaks. And they believe in a satanic Luciferian system, which is what we have. They don't believe in, in, a, in, a, in a system of justice. We have Saturn, which is the god of law, but it is the god of law with no mercy. Yeah. When, you, when you look at Jupiter, which is expansion, you know, the god of law... Satan, that's why judges wear black, that's why priests wear black, the Saturnalian Brotherhood. When you have the Lord of No Mercy, that's why you see no justice in the courts, because they're not interested in justice. They're interested in, in law, we now mercy, strict restrictions. Now, one of the things that we sign in law is a contract. Well, where does that come from? Contraction, restriction, limitation, which is Saturn. So the God of law, the restriction... We have a contract. We contract, and we are restricted. They they are not playing on on the on the larger scale thing. Now there's also a train of thought that they are serving a purpose. They are serving a purpose because humanity needs one hell of a kick up the backside. Yeah, it really does. It's become so complacent. It's become so ignorant. It's become so detached from itself. People don't understand what they are. So how can they understand anything else? You know, and how what is going to happen 
in order to put humanity back on the right track, something harsh and something severe. So there's a trail of four that they, on the bigger scale, are serving a purpose to steer us in the correct way. I mean, if you analyse what is happening at the moment, for me, it could not be more obvious. Mm. They They are playing a role. They are acting a role. They are reading a script. The things that they are doing is blatantly, obviously nonsensical. It makes no sense at all. But it probably makes sense to them. But it's almost like they're saying, you know, what do we need to do to make people see? Absolutely. Yeah. It's becoming so blatantly obvious that, that you know, some, so, so they may well be serving a role of some kind. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I've said this for months or for years is that it's so blatantly obvious and it's more blatantly obvious it's like they're, they're kind of they're it, it's almost like a bully in a way that they're kind of come on get it i'm going to poke you and poke you until you hit me back type way and i think a lot of them are so mm. psychotic that's what they're doing and most of them maybe haven't got the intellect to actually understand the deeper meaning of what they're doing but as you say at some level they feel like they're playing a role i think it's a little bit like alistair crowley's do what i'll do what thou out will i can never say that but it's a kind of like he understand he was talking about i mean he took it ridiculously and he twisted it into his own perverted um versions of it but what he was talking about was the fact that you needed the yin and the yang you needed something to keep you going on a little bit like a virus you need all those virals to be able to abuse your immune system you need something to push back on that's what the world, the universe goes on the push and the pull. So in a mm. sense, I, I totally see what you're saying. They're playing a role. Do you think they put these things in films? Do you think they put these things put these things in um, music, films, art, to try and kind of, at one level, it's called revelation of the method, to try and egg us on going, please solve this code. <clears throat> it's like a code-breaking thing. Come on, humanity, please mm. solve this code. Even if the individual doesn't know it on the planet, maybe a part of their soul elsewhere is using them to kind of plant it in stuff to go... I'm going to use you as a conduit for this this part of the code. So we're going to put it out in films, we're going to put it out in art, put it out in music. And it's got to the point now, it's so bloody obvious that that this doesn't make sense that we live in a nut house, um, that they're making it so obvious. Um, mm. Where do you think we go from here? How much further can you go than, than right now to make it that obvious for people that well, something's really, really, really messed up now? I, I really don't know, and and, and I guess you know with, with each new tier, with each new lockdown, with each new uh, basically pe- people stepping on your freedom, stepping on your liberty. I guess we will find out how, how how far they can go, and 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 really, I think that is what they're doing as well. They're finding out how far they can actually go. Uh, it it doesn't make sense, and and and, I, and I've said, and I've come up with the phrase, and again, I don't mean any offence by this, but I've said even Stevie Wonder can see this now, mm. uh, because it, it is that obvious. But for some reason, you know, the the, the thing with reality, the the thing with creation, the, the the thing with the way the universe works and and how the brain works, it is all perception. You know, everything that we see is perception based on light. Everything that we think is a recognisable world is interference waves creating a pattern which is then deciphered by the five senses which is then given to the brain which then creates the familiar universe the familiar world so what we're actually seeing is not the true origin of 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 the visual that we're getting back so we never see the outside world we are have subjective consciousness which means we have opinion 
you know, some people can look at, at, at train tracks and, and it looks close at the end, as far as you can see in the in the distance, but extremely wide where you are. That is just projective space. That is just mm. a perception. Now, you change, for argument's sake, light will always travel in a straight line if it's unhindered by anything. But if you bend light, you change the perception of, of, of light of what you can see. So we never see the outside world. We don't know what the outside world really is. The true reality is the wave, is the wave function. And that wave function is collapsed into one possibility from several possibilities. Now, if, to explain that in simple terms, I now have a dice in my hand. Now, this dice has six faces. So at this moment in time, there are six probable outcomes. Yep. If I roll the dice, and for argument's sake, number six appears, number six now is the only possible outcome. The other five have disappeared into non-probability. Yep. And that is pretty much how reality works the, the universe reality is observer dependent now things can collapse themselves into physicality and then when they're not being observed they can go back into a wave into their original form these particles and these subatomic particles can choose which they want to be so that tells you that they are conscious they have a, a decision making possibility so reality is something that we don't know we don't even see what the, the, the true what the true reality is. So if we don't understand this and we don't understand ourselves and we don't understand where we fit into this, how can we possibly understand anything? Everything is an opinion. Now, to me, it may, it may be red. To somebody else, it may be blue. That is an opinion. Mm. Are we both right? Is one of us wrong? It, it is purely opinion. It is a perception based on the informational data that the brain is deciphering from from a wave. Now, if you can control a wave, you can control the information that the five human senses decipher, which then puts the image that you want into someone's brain so they see the reality that you want them to see. So if you are a control freak and you can create and control these waves, you will put into people's visual mind the reality that you want them to see. And and that that is again is also what is happening. You know, I've seen pulsating grids coming from the moon. I've seen clouds turn into numbers. My wife has seen a glitch in the interference patterns. There's there's, some, there's things going on that we don't know, and it is all down to opinion based on on information and how you decipher and translate that information gives you your reality, gives you your opinion and it is really everything is opinion based so so some people can see it some people can't and that is really the reality of, of, of the situation so the word information is kind of they're they're choosing the formation of which it's in for you um so they're using things like the mainstream media social media and you say the bible the biblical text to put the information in a way that they want you to see the world is that what you're kind of saying a lot of it is is suggestion a okay. lot of it a lot of it is if we write it in this way and teach people this is how it is this is how they will be indoctrinated to believe and, and they will take that from generation to generation so they are very they are very smart in relation to human psychology into human belief systems into how the brain works you know and and they they understand all this because to, to put this together in the way in which they have, it is nothing less than genius. Mm. It, re it really is, and then you have to he you have to give that credit 
you know, I'm deciphering what it is, but to actually put it together is a completely different matter. And it, it really, it really is genius. It is genie. It is gin. It is genius. And if they can influence the wave that the, the, the five senses decipher, then they can influence reality or what we believe to be true reality when it when it isn't. Uh, and and they are masters at, at what they do. So we have a lot we have a lot to contend contend with. Uh, but more and more people are beginning to decipher the code. And the more and more people that decipher the code, the less they can they can dupe people and, and mimic and substitute and replace what is a good thing with something, a bad thing that they want to introduce. I've been looking in lately just from research from a project I'm working on into Alan Turin, who wrote the Enigma Code. And um, his mind was fascinating. I think he was mildly autistic as well, which I think is another another thing that we that, that bears looking into. Um, it, this is a code, isn't it? This is the whole the thing. It's almost like a game. It's like a big Sudoku game. Um, do you, who do you think? Because we're not talking about the Donald Trumps of the world. We're not even talking about the Jacob Rothschilds of the world. We're probably not even talking about a lot of people that are in the Vatican in the deeper levels. Who are who are really setting up the rules for this game? Because the way I see it is that whatever they do, wherever they move, we're reacting to what they're doing. So they're setting the rules to the game. And I always think that we're going to be chasing whatever they put in front of us forever if we're playing by their game, their rules, because that's their game. And that kind of, that kind of to me, is the issue, is that no, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They'll change it tomorrow, and then we've got to switch. And you're trying to always identify their code. Who are these they? Are they, are they human? Are they an energy from elsewhere? Who are these they? that I don't believe that they're, they're physical people, but they may manifest through physical people. In your opinion, where is this control coming from? It's all of the above. I mean, you, you have the, the, the human elements of, of, of the control, and you also have the non-human elements that, as, as you rightly said, speak through them. Now, I've seen transfigurization in, in a psychic medium where entities have come through their face changes their voice changes i have seen this in in a simple stage medium now these entities come through you know when you have the likes of is the queen a lizard no but she is a vessel for these entities to come through and we we we, we can see it you know and there is there is multiple there's there's extraterrestrial races that 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 are working in collusion with the control freaks of this earth, and that there's many different component parts that that make up what's going on. They that is why they really want to keep us in their arena, which is a low vibrational level. You know, the, the last place you really want to meet a boxer is in a boxing ring, because that is their domain, that is their territory, and if they can keep us in their boxing ring in a third dimensional, low, depressed, docile state then they can control us within their remit, within their realm. When people start saying, I'm not going to play your game anymore, I'm going to play my game, that's when it starts to break down for them. If we continue to chase and we continue to fight them on their level, mm. they they have already mastered their level. Now, what, what I always say to people is, how do you escape them? You increase your vibrations, you change your thought patterns, you change the way in which you play the game. Because when you are at a certain level, they can't touch you. They can touch you when you're at their level. They can box your ears out when you're in their boxing ring. But when you leave their game, when you leave their domain, when you leave their realm, 
they can't touch you and that is what they don't want that the people who are speaking like we are tonight are not playing to to a certain extent we are controlled by their game because we're living in the middle of it mm. but we we are also playing our own game and we're concentrating on how we wish to play that game because the the the, the biggest part of this is we realize that there is a game most people will walk around and not even realize that they're actually in the game and it is that ignorance it is, it is that not knowing it some, sometimes it is that innocence of thousands of years of the indoctrination and programming that they can't even see that there is a game but if you if you try and take them on at their level they will beat you because they've been playing at their level for thousands of years we need to play on our level on our terms and when you start raising your vibrations when you start raising your knowledge base when you start questioning all you need to do is something very very simple it is one word two letters no if people were to stand and say no mm -hmm. this would collapse overnight if people turn around and said i am not adhering to these rules i am not doing this i am not doing that their system collapses the only reason their system survives is because we prop it up and we support it and we allow it to happen so we need to change our mindset we need to change our vibration we need to change how we, we play the game and they're master manipulators and as you said at the start they split us down the middle right down the middle in into two camps mask non-mask mm. i can't believe we're even at that on this planet i mean i'm 40 years old soon and we we're at that point um stay in or go out i mean this is just absurd this is childlike stuff mm. this is monty python nonsense um, but they've split us down the middle that like you see it in the US you've got I mean everything's a duality um, that they split us like that but now it's mask non mask COVID non COVID um, how are we it seems to be they're very they're masters at getting the, the bigger number over on that side or is it because they what we've they've cleverly done is they control all the information so it just appears that there's far more people that are going along with it then they're not but then you go out there and everyone's wearing masks but I will, I will guarantee you that if every if you went on the news last night Boris Johnson went on the news tonight and said there's no need for masks tomorrow there'll be very few masks I'd see tomorrow that's how scary this is there's one man mm. buffoon yeah. who hasn't worked a day in his life can tell you whether you should wear a mask or not and suddenly all your anxiety is gone what's the difference yeah what, this killer virus didn't disappear because boris johnson sold you it was this is the madness of it all how do we get past this psychosis i'm writing a book called the um at the moment called um the greater good for good if i can remember it the greater good um about how this i'm comparing this to cults and the indoctrination to cults mm. this to me is brainwashing on a universal scale how do we get past this is as you say no me and you can say no we were never going to get dragged into it because i think we were lucky enough to look into this stuff before this came out um and usually that comes from trauma but a lot of people haven't are not even started on that journey yet they don't even know they're in a cult they don't know they're brain, brain, brainwashed and as you say they don't know there's a game going on they just think they're doing the right thing they're, they're, they're being very clever and what you have is is dedicated departments to human psychology and and what they're doing is what is known as social disapproval techniques, you know, and because they know very well that they don't have the numbers, they don't have the authority to police everyone. So what they do is they get everyone policing each other. Mm. You know, if you see your neighbour go out twice for exercise today, call this number. That is the only way that they can 
achieve what they're doing. So it's really social disapproval techniques. If they can get people and they're using the media to scare people, if they can convince uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith next door that you are a danger to them because you're not wearing a mask, they can control them to report you to the authorities. Now, this is going back to the Holocaust and Nazi Germany to yes, the, 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 the ancient days of, of belief systems where they had to speak in code, otherwise they'd be tortured and murdered, mm-hmm. like the Spanish Inquisition. You, you, you drive it underground, and, and really, you know, there, there's some police forces that I know of that are sending leaflets to every household asking them to report conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah I know. And, and, you know, for one, the police officers are doing this at absolute doom brains. And the people who are reporting have now brains. Yeah. Because, and I don't mean to, to, to sound offensive, but look at history. Look at ha- look what happened when people like you sided with the establishment and the authorities. That is what we're going back to. This is, this is now the Fourth Reich. I think that the harsh reality is people have to find out sometimes the hard way. People have to find out in their own time. My, my only problem with that is that I don't want to be led to the abattoir with them. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 is, that is my only problem. You know, my, if they want to have a vaccine, have one. That, that's up to you. Uh, all I would say is if you're going to make a decision, make sure it's an informed decision. Have a look at what is in these vaccines before you have them stuck in you. If you don't, then you're complete fool. Hmm. You know, you are, the, you are the same person that will go to Aldi and look at the ingredients on, on, on a food but yet you'll stick a let, let someone stick a needle in you that you have no idea what's in what's inside it. That is just foolish beyond explanation, really. If they want to find out the hard way, unfortunately, they're going to have to find out the hard way. You know, my my awakening was harsh; it was traumatic. But as a result of that, look where I now am. So they may need a harsh kick up the backside to put them where they should be. And this may just be that harsh reality for them. But as you say, that the, they will may they could drag us along to the the stocks with them, to the gallows with them, and that's my main concern. As I have no yes. no problem with them taking a mRNA vaccine that transverses your RNA back into your DNA. Sounds horrific to me. It sounds like you're messing with God to me. Um, but if you want to go and do that with a vaccine that's still two years left of its clinical trials and no and then there should be another five years of long-term testing and have skipped Mm. out the animal testing i mean i'm not the smartest guy in the world but i've even looked into that and i figured this out that that ain't good and also i figured out that bill gates dad was head of planned parenthood which was eugenics cult and his mum got the money for microsoft from ibm who Mm. created the ticket machines the technology to make to count people into the Nazi war camps. Now you just put that little loop together, and you go probably don't really want him sticking a vaccine up, Majaxi. It's not hard no. to go. That sounds dodgy, um, but people are still doing it. And as you say, they're the same people that go. I've met kids in the gym who are twenty twenty one, and I genuinely, there's two guys I heard this go. We've got the vaccine coming soon, so we can all go back to normal. He's just spent two hours working out, and I'm going. You might be paralysed from the waist down, mate by the next time next next year and also you, you have no idea about the fact is it, they even tell you that it, they don't know the effects on fertility and you're 21 years old mm. bear in mind you've got 5g like <sighs> blasting your testicles all day long i mean it's just it's just insanity and i'm 
I do this for a living, so I have more time to look into these things. But these are very, very easy to find sources. But you're not going to see it on the BBC. You're not going to see it on ITV. And it's not going to come to you. No one's going to sit in front of you like reading a book. They're not going to come up to you, open the page and read it to you. You've got to open the book yourself and have a go. We've got to that point, Michael, and it's 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 frustrating. How did humanity... Was there ever a time when we weren't like this? Have we been dumbed down, even genetically dumbed down, at some point? We know the story about the Anunnaki, whether that's an, an, uh, an allegory or not. There seems to be at some point we were upgraded from something, from maybe Homo erectus. And then were we downgraded again, or is that just a, a case of being dumbed down through technology and media and the food through the years? It doesn't seem like we are where we were when we built the pyramids. Well, when you were, um, the, the, there's always been, even when you look at the, the ancient knowledge of, of the past, the, the, there has always been the entitled and the unentitled. So, you know, when you go back to Egypt and beyond and you look at how it was the high priests and high priestesses and, and the pharaohs that held on to this knowledge that were doing all of these these rituals that were transcending them, that wasn't for the, the average Egyptian, that was just for the aristocracy of that time. And of course, that has that has been passed on through the modern day secret societies. He went into to Greece with the philosophers. He went into the Kabbalah, which stole the Egyptian ideas. Mm -hmm. It was then written into Christianity, into the Bible. So there has always been this schism, this divide between those who know the knowledge and those who don't. So that, that has always been around. But what is clear, again, when you look at things on, the, on a larger scale, when you look at the universe, everything seems to be in a containment circle a sphere of containment and because everything is is a cycle you know you, you can guarantee that when i see the plow the constellation the plow on average winter and the same time next year it will be there and the same time next year it will be there so everything is a cycle a containment sphere and you know we we have the same cycles every day our neural pathways we create neural pathways based on routine and based on cycles of our own life okay. so our our past really becomes a predictable future because we follow that same routine and create neural pathways to predict our future. It is quite clear, however, that we are not where we should be. We are being restricted. We are being contained. We are being imprisoned. Our DNA is imprisoned. Our life is imprisoned. Our reality is imprisoned. Every aspect of human life is controlled. Now, this is being controlled by some force that is wanting to control us because if you remove those chains remove those controls we'll be in a different completely different world completely different reality what we are so clearly we are being contained now when you look at the 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 ancient symbol of the pentagram which is extremely important it gives you the start of bethlehem it gives you you know the the, the upside pentagram which is benevolence the downside pentagram is malevolence, but whatever it, it represents many things and one of the things it represents is the doctrine of macrocosm, microcosm, how the pentagram is really the head, the two arms, the two legs. The the universe is the fifth element, the ether, and the four elements. So you're really taking the universe into man, into microcosm. But when you look at the word pent, you are pent up. You are restricted. You know, pent up anger, pent up, you are pent pentagram you are restricted we are restricted by the five senses we are restricted by seven colors we are restricted by the speed of light the these atomic particles that that join together to to give us some form of physicality 
cannot cannot do that beyond the speed of light. They just separate. So there is no physical this beyond the speed of light. So we are, for want of a better expression, we are imprisoned in every aspect of our existence. And I don't think that that was the original intention. I think that people have hijacked I think people have hijacked what we are and what we are capable of becoming again. You know, we we don't become enlightened. We already are enlightened. We have to return to enlightenment. We have to return to understanding that there are things beyond this. And when you realize that there's things beyond this, then you start looking for what those things are. That then expands you as a person, as an entity, as a soul, as, as a physical being, whatever you wish. But we are certainly being kept down we are certainly being controlled there is limitations put upon us and i think there has been ge uh, genetic limitations put on us as well uh and, and i think we are being encased within four walls uh for, for want of a better phrase yeah i've always felt like that as well i've always felt like i wanted to jump out of my body there's many times where i lay there and i just think i need to I feel like i want to crawl out of this container I don't know mm. if you feel that way, but I really feel that way a lot of the time. Um, mm. Last question, Michael, because I know um, we've gone on a little bit, but I really wanted to ask you, you just mentioned it there, there was a, always a case of there was the people that knew and the people that didn't, and that was always the way it was. But now it seems to be there's the people that know are privileged, and there's also the people that know that are still not privileged, but they know. It's like waking up in an insane asylum. What do you do when you know this knowledge? You're getting this knowledge. You've seeked it out. You've gone that far to actually put the effort in to find this stuff. But you're not in that camp of the the ones that were given the knowledge. You've actually found it out for yourself. There seems to be a middle class there in in, in, in a way. How do you kind of function? Because you're functioning in a world where you're walking down Superdrug and everyone's got masks on. Superdrug. No idea where Superdrug mm. came from. I think I meant supermarket. Um, and you're walking around the supermarket with masks on and you're like, I am not like these people. Ironically, what do I the, do? The, 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 the Superdrug logo is the pentagram. So it's right. quite relevant as well. <laughs> so what, what do you do? Well, first of all, this knowledge was, was there for those who have the keys of understanding. Now, in 2009, I kept getting a golden key in my mind's eye. And it wasn't until several years later that I realized it, it is the, the Gnostic key of knowledge, of worthiness to receive knowledge. What do you do with it? Well, the only person that I'm responsible for, the only, the only person that I can really expand is me. This kind of knowledge expands you beyond belief. And it gives you a complete new reality, the way you see things, you, you are almost equal to the ones who created this code in the first place. To such an extent that I've had members of several groups inviting me into their ranks. They have contacted me and said, come and join us. These, these are the benefits of coming to join us. And I've said no, because they want to keep the knowledge for themselves and I want people to have a chance to see an alternative. It expands you as an individual. Yes, you still have to walk around ASDA. You still have to live in, in a society of control. But aren't the people who have at least a, a level of knowledge the ones saying, no, I'm not going to wear a mask or no, I'm not going to have a vaccine? We, we are responsible for our own knowledge. We are responsible for our own life. And when you become, when, when you have this kind of knowledge, when you lust for this kind of knowledge, you become very, very sovereign to the extent 
that you will refuse to be controlled. Mm. Now, if I want to go out and visit someone, then I will go out and visit someone. The only thing that stops me is if the person I intend to visit believes what the BBC are telling them. I will then respect their their wish. And that is that has happened to me with friends, that has happened with family. I respect their perception. I respect their wishes. I won't go to them if they don't want me to. But as far as I'm concerned, I will do what I decide to do. And that comes from a higher knowledge that comes from a higher vibration that comes from an expanded understanding and the amount of protests that are going on at the world as we speak that are not being reported mm. and they're not being reported because they want people to feel that they are isolated you know when, when 75 people turn up in trafalgar square and the bbc camera crew and sky news camera crew have gone there an hour early when the streets are desolate and taking a picture and saying this is a good protest there's no one here because they are giving people a false reality. They don't. They do not want people to, to to join these dots. But this knowledge expands you beyond them. And yes, you are. You know, I still have to, to a certain extent, you know, conform. But it really is a very, very weak, uh, slender thread of conformity. And and that is what a greater knowledge, a greater expanse of the mind, gives you. And you said earlier, contract and um, constrict <clears throat> and conform. Yes. They're all cons, quite frankly. Yes. yes. Michael, it's been... Savage the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's been absolutely incredible. I could talk to you for hours. I don't want to take up your all night. I'm really pleased we're going to get to do a series together. I'd love to just do many more of these because there's so much we can go. And I always feel better chatting to you because you've come out with a lot of hope um, of what we're capable of and what we could be and it and it's it's information that's out there instead of down here and let's try and solve this little problem of politics or just try and solve this little problem of the test is this and these are all things mm. that are good to look at and i get <clears throat> because of the work i do i have to go into these alleys but to talk about this stuff and that's why david Ike um he's, he's he loves the nature of reality more than anything else because he can look out there and wonder and wonder sorry not wonder he can go for a wonder if he wants to he <laughs> don't care about the lockdowns um and um, it's it's an out there feeling. It's I feel better, I feel lighter, and I feel bigger and better for talking yes. to you, Michael. Where can people find your work? They can find it at www.michael-feely.com. And just to give a little bit more hope, there was a, co a code found in the Great Pyramid, and I've deciphered it. The Great Pyramid represents the future. The future is a golden age for consciousness and humanity. Don't worry. That's lovely, mate. And you've got a couple of books coming out soon as well. And can you just, before we go, tell people about your books? You've got a few there that they can find on your website? There's a few already on the website, e-books and, and physical books. There's also a couple in the pipeline. Uh, but because so, so much information is still coming, I'm, I'm just waiting till that settles down before I, before they're released. Uh, the one is the, the Serious Point, which goes into star portals and Egyptian consciousness and, and different ancient monoliths, how... All the monoliths are put in locations where the two worlds meet, which is basically the, the metaphysical and the physical, and they were transcending and, and visiting the stars. The The other one is the Card of Christ, where I was set a challenge by a friend who was a former member of the church of 35 years, who gave me two books from, from every scripture of the Bible and says, translate this. And that then sort of spiraled into... Uh, a book where where that original task has now become a secondary part of the book, but nevertheless, it's it's hopefully so they they will both be out maybe the early part of this year. 
that's perfect so guys go over to michael's website i will put all the links below thank you for listening to glitching the code and please share this about and michael i look forward to doing the series with you and speaking to you much more in the future thank you for your time mate thank you anytime Welcome to Glitch in the Code.